Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Demi Landers on with us. How's it going, Demi? Good, good. Thank you for having me, Karen. How are you doing? Super good. I just got done diving and uh, I uh, was late to our podcast. So yeah, yeah, you were. That's right. <laughs> it's a good excuse. It is. I felt bad, but uh, I was frothing out because you just got back from Norway and I want to talk to you about that. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, when did you go? So we went November 10th. So about two weeks ago, um, we went for 11 days. And uh, yeah, we, oh, do you want to just get into the everything? Yeah. Demi, where are you from? Give us a little overview on yourself. You're kind of a frother. You love diving and just adventuring. So I do. So, yep. I was born and raised in uh, sunny South Florida and I was always doing something in or on the water. Um, but like growing up, my main focus was sports, mostly soccer and lacrosse. But after tearing like both of my ACLs, I realized should probably get into something a little less impact and uh, a little easier on the body. So, uh, yeah, after that and meeting my husband, um, I really got into free diving. He's a free dive instructor. So he got me comfortable kind of uh, diving deeper and staying relaxed underwater. And then we added in spear fishing and, you know, lobstering and all the other fun stuff. So I love yeah. it. South yeah. Florida. Yes. That's the spot to be. I want to move to Florida. Do you? I want to. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, want, you should like, do it now. I want warm water. And, I know. I know. It's pretty sick there. But it the is. only thing is that the surf isn't that good consistently like it is in California. No, but you could easily hop to like Costa Rica or something. Yeah. That's or true. Puerto Rico. So, Demi, how long have you been with Salt Life? A while now. Yeah, uh, roughly like six or seven years now. Um, I started off as a team member and actually just a few days ago, I uh, celebrated four years as like an official um, employee of Salt Life. So I managed the wholesale business. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. sick. Okay, yes. so let's get into this. Let's get into the Norway. How right. did it all start? How the heck did Norway get brought into your life? Okay, so funny story. I mean, if you asked me six months ago what my top destinations to visit were, I can't say that Norway was on the list. Um, actually, a friend of ours, he was tucking his daughter into bed one night, and uh, she had asked to see a video of the killer whales. And so one YouTube video led to another, and he found himself on Arctic Freediving's page. And he went down this rabbit hole watching people free dive with orcas and humpbacks. And uh, ultimately, he reached out to uh, Jacques DeVoe, the expedition guide and like award winning underwater photographer. Um, and it just so happened that Jacques had a cancellation for the entire boat in the next like two months. Um, so it was a quick turnaround, but uh, he went ahead and he booked it then and there as like a present to himself. And then he invited us and another friend to accompany him. And we're like, hell yeah. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, I mean, what do we need to do? So we had to like get seven mil wetsuits and gloves and booties and all the gear that I, you know, didn't have diving in Florida and yeah. get it like rush shipped. And so, yeah, we got everything. <laughs> That's and so sick. 
yeah, we went before I realized we were even going. So it was a full spontaneous adventure. Yeah, pretty much. I had no plans. How to go cool to is Norway. water there? The water was like 37 degrees. Yeah. That's so gnarly. I was yeah. in Oregon like two weeks ago and the water was like low 50s, really high 40s, probably like 48, 49. And I was like freezing, it's, freezing cold. It's, it's not icy. the water though. It's not the water. I feel like it's the air. Yeah. It's when you get out the of the boat and then you're running and you're wet and it's just going right through your wetsuit. Yeah. That was the worst. So did you only have one suit the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. One seven mil. Yes. Oh my God. I would not do that. I would it, not do that. I have to have like, <laughs> when I go to like Oregon and stuff, I'm like, I want three, five mils, two, four, threes. Like, Wait, you put on multiple suits? No, 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 no. Oh. no. I just like always change them out because uh, I t- do like multiple <laughs> sessions surfing. No, not gotcha. multiple suits. Gotcha. The thickest suit I've ever worn is a five mil. Actually, I put on a six, five, four, I think, but they're pretty you- gnarly. Seven mil? Yeah. So this was my first time. I normally like five mils, the most I've ever worn. And I'm like, what is two mil going to do? Like, I can't survive. That's not going to be any warmer, but it was a lot warmer. Um, oh, it's the, insane. The only things that got cold were my hands. And I th- I wish I kind of had like dry suit gloves on. Yeah, it's kind of I again, I think that goes back to like the air and stuff, though. Yes. Because like yeah. when you're in the water, this is kind of what I've noticed, like up in Oregon on that last swell, same thing. Like you get in the water and you're warm. As soon as you're like on the jet ski or something, like yeah. getting ready to like step off friends into waves and stuff, you get freezing cold. Like your hands are cold. Your feet are cold because you're wearing like five mil boots, but they're really not warm enough. Yeah. Like it gets yeah. gnarly, yeah. but everything it else does. is good. It does. I don't know. <laughs> you know? The, hands are, the hands are so sketchy. So you're there for pretty much two weeks, 11 days. Yeah. 11 days. Um, and a lot of that was spent traveling. Um, Norway's six hours ahead of us. Um, so we're definitely feeling the jet lag the first day, but it took us 24 hours and four planes to get to Florida or to get from Florida to Tromsø, Norway. And that's where we spent the first night. And then, yeah. And then from there, we took like a short ferry ride and then a 30 minute bus ride to Lingenfjord. And I don't know if you're familiar with the terrain in Norway because I wasn't before, but like a fjord. It's gnarly, isn't it? Yeah. It's this long, like narrow, deep inlet of the sea, like in between these high cliffs that were created by the glaciers. And I mean, you see these like glacier mountains in the distance and you're like, oh, that's like right around the corner. But it's like an hour, an hour on the boat. And it's so much further than it appears because they're so deceiving. But anyways... We were in in Lingenfjord. We stayed in these like really iconic red cabins and uh, on the sea and we prepped for excursion. And there we went over like the do's and don'ts of swimming with like the orcas. And one of them being if you find yourself over a bait ball, make sure you get out of there as fast as possible. So just stuff like that. You know, we got in our wetsuits, did like a swim test, make sure we you know knew what we were doing and were comfortable And then from there, we spent the night and then we took another hour long ferry and another bus ride to get to our final destination, which was Cherboy. And that was um, where the liveaboard catamaran was docked. So every day we would leave from there and then 
you know, scout and do everything and then come back and dock there at night. So it was calm, luckily. Yeah. I can't believe how long it is to go there. I actually was supposed to go to a wedding uh, in Norway in last June. Oh, gosh. And you didn't go? No, I couldn't go. But that place looks insane. It's cold there, isn't it? Was it freezing? Freezing. And they said we went on a warm, like a warm time. They said yeah. normally it's it's snowing there and people have like yeah. ice on them. Yeah. It yeah. was frigid, frigid. Dude, um, they like ice fish there and stuff. Like that's a normal thing. Like on like little lakes and stuff. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. One of my buddies, so Frederick Osbo, he's a professional drift car racer. And there, he always like posts videos on YouTube and stuff of him like ice drifting. So they like go out and they ice drift and stuff. But that's in Norway and it's like, looks so cold, but it looks amazing and it looks so beautiful. That's insane. It sounds like the most spontaneous, like random trip. Like I would have never thought in my whole life, like, okay, I'm going to go to Norway to swim with orcas. Like that, that's insane. How long did it take you total in time to get to your destination? You know? Um, not like sleeping, just like the straight travels probably. 28 hours or so yeah that's so sick it was it a lot sucks doesn't it yeah it's so yeah. bad i think I i'm finally do, like, getting back yeah yeah it's pretty gnarly like getting the jet jet lag like fixing that and yeah my worst one was definitely by far south africa that was the worst jet lag but they all really? suck and it sucks like doing multiple long trips like that like within like a couple months yeah. Of each other. It's so gnarly. You're just like, wow, I'm really over flying right now. People don't realize how gnarly it is on your back and yeah. like not sleeping for that amount of time. And then maybe you get like sick in the country or something. And then yes. you have to fly back while you're kind of sick yeah. and you're just destroyed. That's exactly what happened to me. I'm still like just getting over sickness. That's it's sad. worth it. But geez, is it taxing? So how was the experience with uh, swimming with the orcas? Was it pretty unreal or what? Oh, my gosh. It, it was one for the books. Um, and, you know, the thing about wild animals is that they're wild and we're in their environment. We're in their world. Um, so there's no guarantee that we were even going to see them, let alone like go swimming with them. Um, so out of the five days we were on the boat, only three of the days we got suited up and went in the water with them. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the first two days um, we went out like we covered a lot of ground um, and we kind of scouted, you know, we could see the blowholes, but they were just kind of passing by and none of them were like congregating or feeding um, and they were just on the move. And you can't like get suited up and on the rib and into the water quick enough um, in those circumstances. So um, day three was our first time in the water and we experienced our first like pass where a whole pod, this is our first drop, a whole pod of orcas like came by and they were like casually swimming and you could see one of them, they like look at you with their eye on the side and they're like looking at you and scoping you out. And it was really magical, like really was magical. Was it scary? No, I, no, I, that really? was not scary. There is a, a part later um, that was scary, but no, it's just... I don't know. They're just so majestic in the water. It's like hard to be afraid of them. I'm sure How if they were like- How big are those things? Oh, good question. I don't know. They were doing these in kilometers. I don't know. Uh, like if you look at it, are you just like, this thing's massive? So like smaller than a whale shark, bigger than a dolphin, smaller than a whale shark. 
And then humpbacks are like twice the size, if not three times the size of the orcas. Um, so I may be like, I don't know, like a fifth of the size of a of an orca. They're they're huge. And I mean, you also have the babies and then you have the the big males. So the big males have like their dorsal fin goes straight up and it's like very erect. And then the females start to curve a little. Um, and that's kind of the main way you can tell them apart. But a young male could also look like a grown female. So that is a trip. Yeah. So yeah. you got like a full science like biology degree from this pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That first night we stayed in those cabins, they I mean, they went over everything, everything. it seemed like. And they're like, this is just a little briefing. And I'm like, Whew, it's more than I can take in. How was the actual uh, process? Was it, did you feel safe? Like, did they go through like safety and everything super well? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did all of that the first day, you know, the do's and don'ts. And, um, you know, while we're there, we buddy up, you know, we get dressed, get on the rib and from the rib, that's where we dive in with the whales. Um, so we get the okay from Jacques and he dives in, we follow after. And the key is to get in like really quietly and not to startle them. Um, but yeah, you want to stick together. A couple of things you want to be aware of is one, not going over a bait ball because things can come up and eat the bait ball and you could just, you know, be <laughs> in the way. And uh, that 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 happened. And uh, and then also you don't want to threaten them and you don't want to swim directly at them. You want to swim with them and kind of stay calm and relaxed. And uh, yeah, when actually when a lot of boats started to crowd, um, Jacques actually pulled us out of there and we kind of left to go somewhere else just because it does tend to get a little hectic and we don't want to stress out the whales because, um, you know, I'm sure we have some kind of effect. Even as like ethically and, um, you know, nicely as we can, we're still, you know, disrupting their their feeding and their lifestyle. So totally 100 percent. It's like people yeah. coming into our house. Yeah. We want to be respectful as we can. So. How long were you able to last in the water? Like, were you only in there for like 30 minutes and you're like, this is freezing? So it, it depended. It depended on the day. Like when you see the orcas and you're going in and out and they're abundant. I mean, you don't recognize the cold being in the water. is yeah. fine. Your adrenaline's up. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. You don't feel anything anyways. But when you're riding around on the rib for an hour and it's freezing and that wind chill cuts you like it's hard to get warm again and then you go back in and it's just like you drop even more so at that point we would often like take the rib and take it back to the catamaran we were staying on that would just kind of stay nearby and then we'll go there's like a closed in part in the back of the boat where um we can kind of get warm and then they'd bring us hot cocoa and hot soup and that helped a lot yeah it that was sounds insane Oh, my was gosh. the catamaran insane? Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. So on one side of the cat uh, is where the four of us slept two in each uh, room. And then the other side, there was two crew members and then Jacques um, in another bed. And Jacques, Jacques, was that like the main guide? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there other activities to do around uh, in Norway, like salt, live in the salt life activities, you know, like fishing or surfing and stuff like that, too? Yeah. So fishing, well, fishing is like the third, um, 
most profitable, you know, thing to do in Norway for the government at wow, least. Really? So fishing's really big there commercially. As for recreationally, yeah, a lot of people go out. Um, but a lot of it is kind of netting the herring. Herring's a huge fish over there in Norway. Um, and then also when we were there, you could see the big like open pens where they do the they raise the salmon. And I don't know, when you think farm raised salmon, you're like, oh, gross. But then you kind of see it actually where it is and how like untouched the area is and its surroundings. And you're like, ah, actually, that's, you know, it it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't know, just the way they do it, everything. They're very sustainable there. Um, everything is very clean. The drinking water you could drink right from the tap. It was like so good. Um so, yeah, besides to answer your question, besides fishing, I mean, you could also go paddle boarding, um, which I did do one of the days. And that was like my best memory. Um, and then um, I, I definitely didn't see any surfing, but I'm sure there was in yeah, some area. I don't even know. Yeah, that's one of the things I don't know about Norway. Surfing. I'm sure yeah. you can. I, there has to be. There has to be. Because it was pretty rough the first day, so I'm sure. Give me your favorite memory now that you're bringing that up. Okay, so um, it's probably like the most unforgettable for all of us. Um, so day four, we had already witnessed like a bait ball feeding. And, um, you know, we had been in the water on the rib and everything. And like at that point, it was crowded. So we left and we were headed back home and they spotted um another pod and some humpback like blowholes like the humpback blowholes you could see in the distance the orcas were a little harder to see um because they're so much smaller but anyways so we started heading in um towards that group and with the sun setting oh there's only about five four to five hours of daylight there at this time of the year so i mean we had to go in and like go and search for it and um Anyways, so the sun was setting. I was getting chilly and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hop on the paddleboard. Like, it's beautiful. Like, it's a little dark in the water. You can't see that much. So I got on the paddleboard. The guys wanted to stay in and they dove. And so I got on the paddleboard and I started in towards like the whole group of everything. And um, there's whales everywhere. Humpback blows, like orca fins nearby. Like they were just coming up and swimming around. And I was like in the middle of it. My paddleboard was doing this and I was like, oh gosh, I hope I don't fall in. And, uh, did you have a wetsuit on? Yeah. I kept my oh, wetsuit okay. on and put yeah. like a dry parka over. So I was super comfortable. Um, but so yeah, everything was going on. And then all of a sudden this orca, like breaches right in front of me and like the fish go flying like he falls over and like pushes this like wave of water his like huge pectoral fin is like on the side moving it was so freaking cool and are you kidding me no did you fall no no no, no. well so i would get down if i felt like i was going i just got on my knees and kind of paddled around but yeah, I just, I mean, it was amazing. And it did it once and then it did it again. And so lo and behold, the guys were in the water when this was happening. And um, below the water is a different scene. Like it was a lot more hectic. Violent, yeah. Violent. And um, <laughs> so, you know, Jock said the last place you want to be is on top of the bait ball. And that's exactly where they were. And so 
they were on top. They look down. They're like, oh, shoot. Like, we need to move. And um, they see, like, from the depths, you see, like, just the the hint, like, of the white of the pectoral fin on the um, oh, humpback. And, like, in two seconds, that thing is busting through. So we've got a GoPro video of Steve, and he is kicking for dear life to get out of that bait ball. And all of a sudden, you see the humpback come up, and you see the, like, ridges in its neck. And he is like not even like four feet away from it. And the thing, the water pushes him out of the way. And uh, all they like surface. And all you hear is Chris saying, oh, shit. And it was <laughs> nuts. Oh, they were goodness. so scared. I'm on the surface like this is beautiful, magical. And they were like scared for their lives. But but that's they insane. It, it was it was pretty nuts. It was pretty nuts. Do you have any more interesting stories? This is insane. I love this. Um, what the heck, dude? This is sick. I want to go do this now. It was. I want to be on top of the bait ball. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, technically, they can't eat you. Like, an orca's throat is only, like, the size of a human fist. So, it's only big enough to fit in these little fish. So, I mean, you can't be eaten. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you could drown. Oh my so, God, that's so there, there was actually a diver. I'm not sure if he was scuba diving. I think he was scuba diving, but there was a diver who got stuck in an orca's mouth and there's a video I've of him inside yeah, and got spit so out. Manic. Not orca, humpback. But yeah, I think it was a humpback. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what other kind of cool, crazy stuff happened? Um, That was that was by far the craziest. Um, Oh, the feeding. So watching the orcas feed is really cool because there's like huge bait balls, you know, below the surface and they will kind of like, like inch out a group of it and they'll separate it from the pack. And then the whole pod will work together to like round it up into this like compact little bait ball. And they'll try and like edge it towards the surface to use that as an like another barrier to keep them compact. Um, and then as they're circling their their tail, they'll take their tail and they'll slap the fish and it'll oh, yeah. stun them. And so you're there over these bait balls and you see these like fish and they're just floating there, like kind of twitching. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And so they will go and they'll pick one herring at a time, mull it around in their mouth and then spit out the bones. They don't what even just swallow heck? it whole. Yeah, they're the pickiest things. And so you'd see like these little fish bones and scales in the water and they're just like, you know, taking their time, so picking which smart. fish. They're so incredibly intelligent. And it's then the humpbacks insane. come in and just eat it all in one swoop. But the Dude, orcas, yeah, their feeding is crazy. And you could hear them and their shrills and their squeaks. And uh, humans can only hear about 30% of like their actual language or frequencies or whatever they're called which wow. is nuts i know that is such a trip yeah your trip it, sounds insane it was it sounds it, like bucket list item a hundred percent a hundred percent do you have any more trips coming up um no not well actually i take that back we're going to north carolina on monday the outer banks for our fall 23 photo shoot so we're going to be doing some offshore fishing there and uh, getting some good shots of our new fall line. But uh, epic. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Dude, you're living the dream over there. Going on spontaneous adventures swimming with orcas. What the heck? It, it was you, great. 
have you been posting anything about it like on Instagram or social media? Yeah, yeah, I have had some. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, demi.doodles, but I don't really, I don't have the time to make YouTube videos these days. So I've just got some quick snippets on there. Just so, busy oh, life. Busy yeah, swimming it, with orcas. I know. It was, oh, and the Northern Lights. That was my first time oh, experiencing yeah, the Northern those. Lights. Oh my gosh. So it was, that That was magical. Um, some nights it was like not as strong and they were just kind of like wisps in the sky, but other nights they were like dancing and it was the most beautiful like purples and greens and they're just like moving all in the sky it was really so really sick. cool and tromsa is known like specifically for being a great spot to view those so yeah i Crazy. i really enjoyed that your trip sounds amazing thank you yeah. so much for sharing with us no problem thanks for having me absolutely all right everyone thank you so much for listening in to today's podcast and thank you demi for coming on we'll catch you guys next time All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.